And welcome back to yet another episode of the Trekway. Thank you, Mr. Gray. A um, yeah. little bit different today. It is another review episode of Star Trek Prodigy. Um, I apologise. I am in a hotel room at the moment, so the audio quality will not be Gray and I's usual excellent self. Gray may s- still sound great. I don't know. Um, but I may sound slightly under par. Just for one off episode, next week will be normal. I'm using a Mac at the moment and got a phone for notes. It's all high tech. Um, but we thank you for your patience. Um, and we thank you for Gray's patience because he's already done our Extreme PC UK podcast as well. So thank you for that. Um, today's episode is going to be season one, episode 12, or season 1.5 as we're calling it, Let's Sleep in Borg Lie. Now, straight off the bat, that's a brilliant title for an episode, Gray. And we're happy to see the Borg back, aren't we? Oh, yeah. It's been nice to see him. And, and handled properly, not you know stupidly like they've done some of the past. Yeah, like Voyager, when it's like every other episode or season, the Borg are back again. <laughs> you know, so... Um, no, it's, um, it's nice to see the Borg come back in this respect because we saw them last in Star Trek Picard Season 1, I believe. And um, I don't yeah. know how... I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. Anyway, that's yeah. A, uh, yeah, Picard. Yeah, we don't talk about Picard. Unless it's season three. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll crack on with the episode. As usual, Gray, jump in at any point. I've got your notes here as well. I'll bring them up. Um, I like this episode generally. I'll be honest with you. Uh, Gray gave it an 8.5 and I would say an 8.0. I enjoyed it. Not amazing, but good. Very good. Um and if they can keep up this kind of quality, it's I like I think it's great. Yeah. And I like and I I've said it before, but I like this show definitely much better than Lower Decks. I'm not trying to crap on Lower Decks, but I overall I like this better. Yeah. Just it's meant for a different audience. It's a bit more serious. Uh the kids won't get the same humour from Lower Decks, so it kinda works in that respect. No, we yeah. Gray and I both prefer this one, animated wise, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll crack on with the episode. Um, we kick off with it initially seems like a vision, but we'll, we we soon learn it's like a holodeck recreation um, of Gwen and Dal, um, and they're uh, they're speaking to the diviner about this weapon that kicked off in the last episode, and that's the one that literally infects anything it gets in touch with Federation wise. So they kind of have to keep their distance because that relay station from the last episode literally went kablooey uh, and melted. Um, I note here that uh, I've got down here, Gray, that Zero was involved um, in this scene, but Zero is a he. I mean, I, I it did I, say he. You, I wasn't. I wasn't. I don't. I don't know where you're. I'm not sure where you got it from or what I missed. So, it was Jacob Paul. I think it was Jan Pog that said that he and refer and referring to uh, zero, and while it clearly sounds like a woman, you can't. I mean, I guess you can't assume. I don't think it's wrong to assume because it's well, sounded... yeah, being an alien, she could have any boys. Exactly, man. So I thought it was a she. I apologize. Yeah, it's a he. So I'm going to have to retrain my brain to this one. But you know what? The character says he in reference to zero. So. Um, Zero's a dude, that's fine. Magician, could be anything to be fair. Um, so the crew are trying to locate the weapon. Um, so they're trying to locate the weapon everywhere, but they're they're really struggling. Um, Jankum Pog, who I absolutely love this character, 
Um, he literally finds a symbol on top of the proto star because they can't. This weapon's got to be hidden somewhere on the ship, but they can't find it. You don't get this, Gray, but the the you know you've got Hollow Janeway who can't find it on the ship. Her own ship. She's the sentient AI. She can't find it. It's well and truly hidden. She says she can't find it. So the the guys literally go and hunt for it in person, and it's only. Randomly, Jankumpog finds a symbol on the floor that he doesn't recognize. Gwen recognizes it. It's from her culture, um, her language, and she uses this. I still don't know what it is, Gray. That thing, that metal thing that responds to her it's biology, like a, a, kind of like a changeling, um, except that it's for a piece of it metal. Change, it only changes this to to solid forms of. One type or another, it's not alive. It's like th- so, it's like thought, thought, isn't it? That that kind of manifests. Yeah, kind of. She's kind of thinking of the type of weapon she wants, and it. Yeah. I guess it manifests into the weapons that she's used to, or that it knows in its own memory, if you want to call it that. It's got some kind of memory, obviously. Yeah. So it's remembering those things. Now remember that she's, well, the father, the diviner, her father, and I guess her too, uh, come from the future. So the technology is. Yeah, that's true. We don't know how far ahead this technology no. is, but just for, just for the simple reason they can't even find this thing through normal means, uh, uh, it tells you right there. So that's why they have to go start searching. Yeah. So when she sees the little thing symbol on the ground, her her there's a name for it, and I'm forgetting it, but uh, reacts to the symbol and all of a sudden turns into a key. Which Convenient. Is cool. I like that. Convenient. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and then she just opens it up, and all of a sudden, the floor moves and. Almost like a, like opening up a, 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 a like a box or one of those Pandora's box. Boy box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they find a secret room conveniently enough. Like, sorry, J- Hollow Jamie, you don't know the inside and outside of your ship, really. Right, but for whatever reason, it was hidden. It's from the fu- the fact it's from the future. Gray, I get it. I'm not really gonna going to argue well, too the, much with that. Obviously, the diviner must have must have changed it, or I mean, he's the one that hid it, or somebody in his ilk yeah. did it so i guess they had the technology to figure out where they wanted to put it and i guess they hollowed out underneath stuck in some cranny <laughs> some cranny yeah for sure uh yeah. but yeah like he says gwen uses her know, biology or mind power she turns the little weapon blade thing she has into a key which is goddamn convenient but this thing actually fits into the symbol turns around opens up they go into this creepy looking place and if you saw the, the let's call it a virus, because that's essentially what it is from the last episode, it kind of looks a bit like a virus manifested in some like realistic form. Yeah, it's form. almost like they took some of those pictures that you see of viruses under microscopes. Yeah. And they kind of just used that and built the whatever. Yeah. You know, out of it. Well, it just looks menacing and very virus-like, and it's just sitting there. And we'll get to that point, because it kind of knows how to protect itself. Um Gray notice notes here, and I don't know how I feel about this. Gray, you want to tell us about your your man Jankum well, Pog? I, I'm not as fond of the character Pog as I am of the rest of the crew. I I think he's very over dramatic. I don't mind being dramatic. That's kind of what it is. But then I try to rem- remind myself sometimes that it's a bit formulaic because it's meant for kids or for yeah. or late teens or you know whatever. But even so, it gets a little annoying when he's just totally like over dramatic every scene he has, and he talks in the third person a lot, which is really <laughs> annoying. I mean, I, I I'm I'm I, I can I get it, but I'm getting really tired of this third person stuff. I'm like, Pog thinks, Jacob thinks that does I'm like, oh god. So I'm sitting there thinking, like, well, maybe the character will evolve and he'll get out of this annoying attitude. Yes, nope. so far he ain't. <laughs> so that ain't changing, Gray. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm only. I'm probably nitpicking a little bit. It's just. I mean, if it wasn't for that, I probably would even give the episode slightly higher. Uh, but I just. He gets on my nerves every, every so often. It's just like, all right. I mean, come on already. And it's just. It's just a little too much. That's all. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like uh, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. Um, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, by the way, we we hear um, one of the ship's alarms go off. View screen hits. It's a bloody Borg cube, and I've noted here, hell yes, 
Like I, yeah, every time in the music, the, the music that comes on, the very eerie esque Borg type, you're going to get assimilated and die type music comes on, which we all love. Um, this I've got. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to like add to this point in a moment, Gray. This the the Borg cube is dormant. We've seen this before. It's they're having a siesta. They must be Spanish. These Borg because they're always having a bloody sleep. Um, <laughs> Jen, Jen, Hollow Jamie tells them to run away. Like very stre- stressing this point. Get away um, because she knows she's she's got all the obviously the memories of real Jane White. She knows what's happened. She knows they have to get away. Um, otherwise they're going to get assimilated. Um, the crew don't listen, of course they don't, otherwise we wouldn't have an episode. Um, and Because they realise that, or think that the Borg can disarm this uh, this weapon, that's this virus on board that's literally decimating anything it gets in touch with um, for, for Starfleet or Federation. Now, grey notes here, um, it is great seeing the Borg uh, and acting more like the Borg we love. Um, you love the music, the musical soundtrack. So did I, Gray. It's, it's the kind of, see, the 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 score makes, an episode or a movie just as much as the visuals, sure. because every time the board come on, they put on the relevant music to think, shit, here are the ultimate bad guys of, the Federation basically, and and we could lose at any point. And the same thing happened when this episode came on. So you were, you were a happy boy, safe safe to say. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think the music from the from the uh, the theme music, all the way through all kinds of the whole soundtrack through every episode is definitely of a high quality. So whoever's doing the the music, my hats off to them because I think they do an excellent job. It sets the mood every time it needs to, and properly, and they do a really good job. Really did. Yeah. I'm very happy with it. And because Gray and I like the animation style of this, I really it's actually my favourite type of animation that I've seen yet, yeah. just because it's so Because it's it's semi it's semi realistic yes. as opposed to cartoony. Yeah. We discussed this in last uh, episode uh review actually and and it's still relevant now because it's obviously very modern and CGI inspired the way they actually go about it. It looks so much better than Lord Dex. Lord Dex is more your more old school well, animation that truly style. It is a cartoony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For all we, to be I'm, that way because they should switch them about. Actually, these two uh, series from from how they come across. Actually, um, but no, safe to say we we generally love animation in this show in general. Um, so yeah, we love to we're loving to see the board back. Uh, we we then switch across grade to remember we've got real Genway and a hollow Genway. That's how we got to separate right. the two because it gets bloody confusing. Um, <laughs> she, well, one's an admiral and one's not. One's a vice admiral. One's a bloody. Vice admiral, excuse me, you had to be technical. Right. Oh, you damn right. We got to do, it, man. Hey, we'll see when you get yeah. to that level. We'll see when you get to admiral, and I call. I, I, sorry, if you get to admiral and I call you vice admiral Gray, you're going to be upset. That's like saying somebody who's a doctor. You don't call him a doctor. I'm a doctor. You're a nurse. No, oh, 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 no. Why did you call me? Oh, no, no. Um, so yeah, we go to real Janeway and she's at the replicator and she's drinking not coffee. She looks glum, she looks down. One of our officers says that's not coffee. No, I've been told to kick the coffee. I can't remember what she was drinking, Grey. Let's assume tea. Uh, tea, black tea. Oh my god. Like what's one of our one of our one of our channels, mottos and sayings. If you go to our channel, guys, under description about We've got what we're about, and then Gray and I have got in total four quotes that we both love. One of them is mine from Janeway, and it's there be coffee in that nebula. Because that's her thing. That's she's she's coffee crazy. Yeah, um, I, I didn't see why it was necessary to take the coffee away from her. Although later she said in the same scene, she said that I think I'm gonna have to talk to my doctor about this. So <laughs> she said more or less. So I wonder whether if we see anything change future she goes back to coffee but i mean come on she, it's it's a little thing but it's something that was associated with with yeah. her and so give her a coffee back stop doing this thing too much me. caffeine's bad for you they've already got rid of alcohol in that they've got synthahol so she wants her yeah, but you know what's what's silly about that though that there's a lot of caffeine in, tea, in hot tea by the way not as much as it's coffee only, it's, man it's only iced tea 
that has less caffeine. Most most regular teas have as much or more than coffee. For further so for further nutrient and uh, medical advice, contact Doctor Gray on <laughs> number will be in the description. Um, no, I I'm get a doctor, not a bricklayer. Oh, He's God. dead, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a point about the coffee. Um, she will ultimately be back on it because it's not the first time she's tried to give up coffee. I remember at one point she tries to give up coffee and she goes back on after a while and she she, she drinks it. She goes, ah. She has, to like, have, she has to get some of that really good Jamaican blue. Oh, man, Anybody, the Jamaican you know, blue. You know what that costs? Oh, yes. yeah. Or the, or the coffee for the, or, the, or, the, the, the animal the, shit out. What's that stuff? Yeah, the cat poop coffee, yeah. I've the, had that. The, the, yeah, oh, man, have. so good. So smooth. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, this is why we digress, but then we digress to another subject, another universe, a parallel universe. That's how far we far we digress. Right. It's all connected. Um, but yeah, so safe to say, Jamie's not drinking coffee. And for those that don't watch, haven't watched Voyager or not much of it, that is that is Janeway. She drinks coffee. Without coffee, she's like most of us, miserable git. Um, and she's drinking black tea. She, she's not best impressed. But she's going to speak to her uh, doctor about it. Um, black, tea, black, black tea without cream. Crap. I mean, yeah, that is have... wrong. Black coffee without cream, but yeah, black tea without coffee. Yeah. Um, yeah, black uh, black coffee is even worse. <laughs> I gotta put I have to cream. In no, all the no time. black oh. coffee, mate. Black coffee. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't disguise the taste of coffee. Anyway, stop it. Stop. You, I want a cup of coffee. <laughs> I'm going to have to go down to the the store and get some coffee. Stop. And then you'll be able to go to sleep and you'll blame it on me. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, because this okay, is... coffee buried. <laughs> back so the on the slowly waking up. Back on the ship, the real ship. We still haven't figured out the name of this bloody ship. I'm going to have to do it because it's going to annoy me. Um, yeah, Jamie's yeah. real ship that looks like the Dauntless, but it's not the Dauntless. But that's the real ship because it's the real Jamie. Um, okay. the, remember, they have the Diviner on board. The the um, Psalm floating in space in the last episode in hibernation. He had his suit on. They thought he was dead, but they beamed him up. Turns out he was just alive and no more. He is, at this stage, slowly starting to wake up. Um, and we've got... <laughs> so we have a couple of characters here that we hear a little bit more of on, on Will Janeway's ship, right? Which we'll find out the name of and come back to you. Um, and it's t one of the officers is talking to Janeway about how to try and wake him up. Um, you know, we can't just wake him up. The doctor says, we'll kill him. I don't know his biology, that kind of thing. But then the, officer, the other officer speaking to Janeway saying, let's use his suit, or at least let's use the gel, the biogel inside it, because it's what keeps him alive. It's what, how he's probably still in suspension in space before. Um, we'll, we'll replicate that and we'll give that to him and actually do the job. And Jamie's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real Jamie, sorry. That's a great idea, great initiative and all that. And the Doctor, who Gray mentions in a moment he's not a big fan of, and I have to disagree with I agree and disagree with him because he comes away with a smart-ass comment basically saying, I wish I could kiss tail like you um, but on this good idea because then you'll be promoted in no time. I had a chuckle at that. Um, Gray, you do not like this, well, uh, this Doctor dude. If it was just that one line, maybe I could have... That would have been fine. Cause but Bones, Bones every, is like that. Bones is the same no, kind of personality. No, it's, no? It's, it's not. No. Okay. People, here's the problem. They they basically when when Bones used to get upset about something when he was in the sick bay, he generally didn't get upset. He was he was business. You're in there, you, you know. He has to take care of you. He has to analyze what's going on, and he's all business and gets the job done. And tells you what's going on. Blah blah blah. Now outside of sick bay. Uh, in a friendly manner, because he, Spock, and Kirk were so tight, um, he would say, he would speak his mind, and that was necessary, and it was a good thing for the trio, right? Yeah. This is not the same, because the doctor's in the sick bay, okay, and instead of, like, imparting some, you know, some some uh, medical wisdom, with the exception of one line, uh, about, uh, he wasn't spouting any medical wisdom, he was sitting there being really a pain in the butt, and if I was Janeway and somebody acted like that towards me more than once, it was like three times that doc, this doctor character did it, I would have I thrown him out of an airlock. <laughs> so, 
you know, so the one line is fine, but all the other lines is he's totally sarcastic in everything he says. Too much, yeah. Way too much, and okay. and it just it just felt really out of place, really annoying, really cringy, and very unrealistic. Yeah. So yes, the one line was fine, if that was the one line he delivered, that was funny or funny-ish. Um, yeah. But the rest of it was was stupid. I didn't even know. I was sitting there just thinking about to myself. I'm going, this is the doctor. He has he has nothing to do but being really sarcastic and basically kind of mean. It's like putting uh, uh, Bob Picardo um, and DeForest Kelly together, like, and then dialing it up to like ten or something. Yeah, I mean, it's just the way they handled it, and the way it was written. It just the character is just off. You know, yeah. I would I would rather they just brought back Picardo. They could have. He's a hologram, right? Oh, uh, they were Bye. they were talking about that actually, Gray. I hope to God we see him in season three of Picard because they were talking about bringing him back and I don't think they were going to make season two. Bob Picardo should come back in season three because I, he's my second favourite doctor. Right. I don't know why they just didn't do it. Why don't they just do it now? It's a hologram. He doesn't die. It's animation, so you don't have to worry about him. the age of the real actor, right? Because he's older now. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's still a hologram, so you don't think that they could easily just take the same Doctor hologram put it on her ship and she would have somebody familiar oh that would have made great. that would have made all the sense in the world great you make an excellent point so real jane uh, sorry hollow jane way because at this stage uh, holograms are sentient to, to an extent at least yeah right they're, um, right they're self-aware um so stick another hologram onto i mean she could be a doctor yes of course she could but and she probably has got that programming in her but See if you put a medical program on as well with Bob Picardo, and those two could be pals and company. Oh, that would be brilliant. I love would, Bob. But, but what I'm saying is, if you're not going to do that, okay, then you need to put her on the real Janeway ship. You don't need the doctor that she that that he has on the ship. You could have Picardo be that doctor. On the like ship, yes, yes. That makes well, way more sense than the doctor they have right now on Jane, on Admiral Jane, Vice Admiral Janeway's ship. They should have just brought Picardo back, used his voice, and say, "It's been great knowing you all these years. I'm still here." You know, yeah. thanks for thanks for installing me on your ship. The original, say, the original gray. Something nice, like why? Why would I pick anybody else? The original gray, not the Mark One. Uh, medical hologram. Yeah, it would just be an upgraded version, but it It'd would be still him. look the same. Whether he's still, he's still, he's hit the, the Picardo traits, the the same save file, the they uploaded the same doc, yeah. not a replica or a template. You know, oh, it would be the same one that was on Voyager, maybe upgraded some with a wife. Look the same, yeah, you know. So, it, but of course, they don't think of these things, and I'm sitting there going, "How could you not uh, think of these things? That would have that would have been so normal." We need the we need the doc back, man. I absolutely, I, I love Picardo so much, to the point where, uh, he's just as good as Defrost for me. Defrost Kelly, uh, Defrost Kelly. I, I'm not saying it's just because it's more my generation. Gray, I still love Bones to bits. I, he's absolutely brilliant. I'm just. I think you know where I'm coming from. I'm comparing something that's not from my generation, that's, but I still that's love... That's where all the doctors came from. So. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So I love them both. Any, there's no there's no other doctor that's got close to him. Crusher, I, I like, but I never... She didn't have a personality much for me. Yeah. Uh, Julian Bashir was yeah. bloody some sentient created thing in a lab. I just didn't fall in love with him, so... It's it's Picardo, it's the Doctor, and it's uh, Bones for me, man. There, I love those guys. Um, they're similar in some respects. But anyway, um, we're we're doing it again, guys. So what can we say? We're not sorry. It's a thing. Um, but anyway, right. So I've got a point. You guys here. wouldn't think about that, but we thought of it for you. <laughs> you're, well, like you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> or maybe you did think about it, and we just brought it to life. <laughs> um, so I have a point I want to bring up here, Gray, that I was going to bring up before, but I'm glad I left it till now. So. Your man Jan Compog, who you don't like. Um, see, I know, I know. I'm, I'm winding you up, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm fishing. I'm fishing, man. Sorry. Um, he gets on the board cube um, and he falls in love with it. It just is hilarious, silly, cheesy. He just goes up and he starts hugging stuff. He, 
He's like, Lopez. He starts naming all the different parts and what they're made out of. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was okay. To he's me. an that engineer, was though. That was, that was what he... Right. That's exactly what I thought he he should do as, as far as his character's concerned. Yeah. Qu- question. It's the other, other goofball stuff he doesn't need. Question. To. If Scotty had seen a bar cube, what would his reaction be? It's it's I think, it's I think, it's, I think it's he green. Been, yeah, I think he would have been amazed at the architecture, but then he would have been horrified at what it could do. You know, oh, that's as, as a well. boring answer, but you're right. You know, so <laughs> he wouldn't go as Gaga as Pac did, but you know, <laughs> as Gaga as Pac. Let's put it that way. But he uh, would have been, he would have respected the, the fact, and he probably would have been already thinking about ways to figure to get around it. The, the Borg would have melted the original Enterprise, I'm sorry. What he, what he really needed to do, Scotty, would he would have gotten a hold of the technical manuals. And that way he could read them. <laughs> the Borg would have melted the original Enterprise, mate. I'm glad they never came across them. Um, yeah, yeah. they'd go into that quadrant, yeah. So the point I make here, and I want I want your opinion on this one, Gray. So... Um, they've got to get on the ship because they've got to look out they've got to look out for the vinculum which is the like the hive mind and a device thing that correlates everyone's thoughts on the board cube and we we don't really hear or see of it until voyager and we've not really he- heard or, or saw of it since voyager voyager expanded the board massively maybe a bit too much they were naming all these little intricacies and silly things and it got a bit too I wasn't a fan of it, but the vinculum kind of made sense for Voyager. Let's say it keeps everything, it coordinates all the thoughts in the hive mind together, and that's how you can get access to it, or so we thought. But the point I made, Gray, here was this has happened more than once, a few times actually. We see a, a sleeping board cube, or the hibernating, more than once. And I'm sorry, these guys are the biggest, baddest things in the galaxy. Um, when it's sitting there in that mode, it's not completely defenseless, but it's definitely not as strong as it usually is. Sitting there in the open, not in a nebula, not in some auto-protect-the-ship mode. Anyone can beam aboard, you can have a party, you can tickle a Borg and then run away. No, Nothing makes any difference. Like We've seen this a few times, man. Why? Why is this bad writing? Is this like is this undermining the big bad of the galaxy? Gray, do you, do you, do you I mean, give a I, shit? I suppose if you want to get nitpicky, then yeah, that's what maybe we do. They could have come up with a different way, but on the other hand, it's always they've always said from the very beginning of the Borg: as long as you don't be aggressive, as long as you're not aggressive, they don't care. Now, if the protostar had pulled up and freaked Red out, are firing. Yeah. That would that would have been all over, but it didn't right away. And then, of course, Janeway knew what was going on. So, in relation to that, you can't really say even if they've used it more than once, you can't really say it's not impossible because, again, as long as you're not aggressive, the Borg doesn't really care. That's probably true. That's one of the weird things, but cool things about the Borg. You can beam on their ship anytime you want. You'd probably be freaking insane to do it, but you could technically and walk around and just don't shake, don't rock the boat. But and, why? You know, and, why is the shields not up when they're doing this? No, That's I think a... I think what it is is the Borg doesn't really care. It's it's like you're lower, you're the lowest form to them. They don't yeah. give a crap about you. So as far as they're concerned, as long as you're not making any aggressive moves, they're not worried about you because as soon as you even you you look the wrong way at a bug or something and step on it, they're gonna go like bent aggressive, and then all of a sudden you're done. Are you trying to say we are insects to the Borg, Gray? How rude! No, but you know what we I'm saying. Are. It, we can't are. It, that's that's their thing. That's their yeah. that's their one shtick. They don't they don't care about you whatsoever, unless you show some kind of aggression, and then they care well, enough to yeah. simulate you or whatever they're going to do. The experts in this were the Hansons, uh, seven and nine's parents that were on the Raven for like a few several months, following a bar cube. They're harmless until they're not harmless, and they're simulated, and game over. No, you're right, Gray. I think that's a good point. I'm glad you brought it up, and I'm glad to see this. What this is why we have the man on the show. He makes things. Uh, uh, he makes things sensible. Yeah, um, we put our great check minds together. That, that's it, and together they are a very lethal weapon. Um, no, uh, uh, that is a very good point, Greg. Um, 
they get to the it gets to the point where they just don't give a shit. It's almost like that's like the ants coming up, rising up and taking me out. You know, it's not going to happen. What's the point in raising shields? I think at this whole time, it's obviously got some form of automation and defense because yeah. if a ship come rocking in at red alert, it might start doing something and defending itself and waking everyone up. So yeah. that's literally how big their ego is. They just sit there and chill. They don't need to hide. Um, that answers that and one. Really not, not, and nothing has really been able to rip them apart except for species 486. 8472. Yeah, I mean, so they never really cared. Yeah, true, true, true. Then they shit themselves I love, I love, when they But I did love when they, you don't see them much anymore, but I did love when they introduced that species because we were sitting there going like, the Borg's re- relatively invincible and these things come out of nowhere and start Like, hold my beer. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what? That was hold cool. On. That was cool, Gray. When they came about, it was like, that you could hear the panic in their voices like, We've never seen Borg shit before, but we have now. And we can smell it. It was a bit of a good writing back then, too, when they came up with the species, because they, they handled it quite right as to what how that whole thing went down. Yeah. And who shit themselves uh, when they, they rocked up the Federation? It was, it was Species 8472 when the Federation, when Voyager came across their stage in Little Outpost thing. So if Species 8472 shit themselves when Federation come about and the Borg shit themselves when Species 8472 come about, that means we win and we are the big bad. So there you go. That answers that one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, on the lovely Borg ship, currently Jank and Pog, who's in love with everything, they have to actually, I think they're climbing up somewhere to get to the Vinculum and I note here that this is why I love Jankum Poggin you don't and I love him for the, a different reason no, this, this he, line he, was a good line yeah, yeah no, it was a good line the Borg I quote the Borg never assimilated the turbo lift it's a good bloody point they clearly yeah. haven't they prob- you probably get that one Borg in Voyager who's trying to assimilate eight, species 8472 over and over again where he keeps ejecting it nothing 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 the, the the elevator will not or the turbo lift will not be uh, assimilated. We're climbing up the stairs, boys. Um, so yeah, Gray doesn't like him, but he likes this line. So there's hope for Jank and Paul. Get um, they get to the Vinculum next, which is a great name for a fucking device. I generally think they just come up with that out of the blue. But they get to the Vinculum, they have to plug into the collective to get the answers to seek because Jank and Paul is looking for. He's looking for an interface, first of all, and then he's like, a keyboard will do. And I'm like, yes, that's us, PC gamers, you know. He's a PC yeah. gamer, safe to say, Jank and Paul Gray, yeah. Um, he says, even a joystick will work. You know, yeah, joy- he, yeah, he, he can't, he, nothing, he's like, oh, God damn. So, yeah. It would have been even better if he had said a, a, a PS5 controller. A PS5 controller, what? yeah, yeah, or a, or a sorry, Gray, uh, not even a proper mouse, a, 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 a yeah. ball and a mouse that you've got. By the way, just a, as a minor little throwback, going back for in the episode at the beginning, when they were looking through the whole ship for for the the virus or whatever, uh, Pog does say something that's interesting. He's going like he's he's reading off everything he's detecting and seeing. Yeah. And one thing he said was transparent aluminum, which of course I was created uh-huh. was mentioned first back in Star Trek Four. Yeah. Where they kind of gave the guy the formula for transparent aluminum, <laughs> yes. Scotty. And Very so I thought point. when they said that, I was just it was just a quick name drop, but I picked up on it right away. Transparent aluminum. You didn't know this. You did not know this down, Gray. But I'm glad you remembered it off the bat because that's a good bloody line. Yeah, transparent, transparent aluminium, as we would say. But see, mm-hmm. saying it that way, the British way, this sounds weird because it wasn't how it was originally said. So. Let's go for trans, uh, hey, transparent and, aluminum this one time. it was Scotsman that said transparent aluminum. Oh my God, so it is, man. You've just ruined, you've just ruined my day, <laughs> my year, Gray. You've just, oh my God. That's a good point. Wow. I never really thought about it until now. I mean, I'm going uh, like, you're right, but then Scotty's a Scotsman, so how come he didn't say transparent aluminum? Well, zero. Because it was an American thing. And yeah, and, I know. And, so, and, gr- zero is called by Dal at one point as a nickname Z. I like that as a nickname. If you call if you call him Zed, 
this is sound the same. Yeah, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You've just blown my mind, Gray. Thanks. I can't carry on with this podcast. No, I can't. I will. I shall. <laughs> Jesus, man. I, I... Um. Yeah. Anyway, so um, it's um, it's Gwen's idea. Gray, uh, Gray actually notes this down. It was actually uh, Gwen's idea that they they have to literally one of them has to plug themselves in to collect them to get access to the vinculum to try and get the answers. She originally, uh, I didn't mean she originally came up with the idea when they were on uh, on the ship. Oh, really? She, was it that far back? Yeah, because she heard Jane how yeah, she heard hologram Jane <laughs> hologram explain what the Bork does and yeah. how they how they assimilate, but more importantly, how they adapt. So immediately, Gwen looked back and says, "They adapt." So that means the Bork could adapt to the to the virus and tell us how to get rid of it. So it was her idea the whole time. And then Genius. that led to actually going on the ship itself in this insane mission. Okay, um, I'm glad you picked up that because I forgot about that. I didn't know it was on the ship. I'm yeah. glad you picked up on that and remember that point. I just uh, made a, a note that it, I thought that was really a really good writing because yeah. I didn't really think about that, but that made perfect sense to what was going on without without stretching it, you know, into unbelievability. So that really was a bit of good writing. I liked that. I said, okay. That, that, that. Now you got a reason to go on the board ship. I, I, I get it. Okay. Take the same writers from Prodigy, stick them on Lord Dex. Perfect. And we're good. <laughs> Keep some of the writers from Lord Dex for the comedy. Half, I, ha, I, half. I, I, I would, I would take some of the writers on Prodigy and throw them on some of the other Trek projects. Keep Sometimes. half, half, half the Lord Dex writing crew, half the Prodigy crew for Lord Dex. You've got the best of both it. worlds, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so yeah, that's a good point, uh, Gray. Thanks as, for bringing as, it up. As Picard would say, make it so. Make it so, <laughs> indeed. Um, we'll call them and they'll tell us who are you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a whole joke about that, Gray. In fact, no, I actually sent that you that, that clip once the the Scottish comedy clip about the Borg being on the phone. I don't know if you recall this one. If you don't, I will send it to you again after. Anyway. Um, so moving on, we actually have um, Zero or Z uh, volunteers to plug himself in. Now it's a, a bit of a battle who's going to plug themselves into this, but I t- I think to be honest with you, it would probably be between Z Z Z Z Z Zero. That was going to come Zero between Zero and uh, Gwen because obviously Zero's a magician can handle himself and then Gwen's got a really strong mind as well but it ends up being um, Zero plugs himself in uh, and shortly after he plugs himself in the kind of light here goes and vanishes and disappears you fear for the worst um, one thing that's interesting is uh, you're in the, the vinculum you're in cyberspace for the want of a better word you're the true form of zero doesn't actually harm the Borg in the vinculum, you know, which is not really surprising, I guess, because it's not real life. Right, um, you're saying that they're safe yeah. in there. Yeah. You're, you're which safe. would lead you to believe then if it, it didn't happen, but supposedly if she had revealed her true form to a regular walking Borg, it, yeah. it, would, probably, it probably would have made them nuts. Yeah, even more nuts than they already are. Or short circuit them or something, I don't know. Short but circuit. What was Johnny though, Five. She, I didn't. I unless I just kind of forgot this uh, uh, from you know past episodes. She talked about how the Medusans are of a hive mind. Yeah, yeah. But she she inspired. Remember at the start. She the whole hive mind thing. She was kind of fascinated. Oh, he he was fascinated by it, and they were. She was. He was really interested uh, in this same thing from for this the exact same reason you just mentioned there. He's used to that and his culture, and it's the same with the Borg. They can relate a lot. To, so he was the perfect candidate, really, to go in, wasn't he? I also get the feeling that, and I could be wrong, but just from kind of getting some some vibes from it, that the Medusans' hive mind culture, in some ways, maybe not every way, but in some ways are superior to the Borgs, only because their culture and their existence and their true nature and their living and their embodiment has always been that way. Yeah. 
Whereas the has kind of collected that as time yep. through as they've gone from species to species. No personality either. Right. So that gave, in my mind at least, it gave Zero a little one up on the board, which is why she was able to handle it. Yeah, and she handles like, it yeah. well. Safe to say. At first, I thought it was a stretch, but after I started thinking about it, I'm going like, okay, well, it, it wouldn't be that far of a stretch. I, I get it. Yeah, no. It's just, so I thought that was handled well. He, he literally was zero. Was literally the perfect candidate, I think, for for this. To be fair, um, and you're in the cyberspace scenario and and the the, the, the true form because that's how zero appears in the Vinculum and cyberspace as its true form. Um, right. The um the cube the board cube actually then scans the proto star uh, hollow Janeway notes and it's now starting to wake up. I think it's probably Zero's presence inside the Vinculum that's yeah. actually waking him up, which makes sense to be fair. Um, they they literally have to make a mad dash for it. Um, they have to leave Zero behind because a bunch of Borg uh, drones are coming towards them. They have to try and come back for Zero later. You feel the worst at this stage. Um, and on the retreat back to I mean they have to get out so the thing is normally you would get beamed straight up but not from a board cube it's got heavy shielding Hall Jamie says right you have to can I get out of there before I can beam you up and of course that adds to the storyline because we get beamed up straight away it'd be a bit of a shit storyline so the escape ensues and um, they make a break for it the the crew start firing on the Borg drones and it was actually uh, I think it was your man uh, Dal that actually shoots at one of the Borg drones, takes it down but within one shot Grey it adapts, now I'm not saying that's that's happened before but normally you get two three sh shots off before it adapts I'm thinking it's because they're not even cadets that they don't even have the, the normally in Star Trek for those that don't know the Borg takes so many shots before they adapt. And if you're smart with the Borg, you have an adaptive cycle, but that's what gets you your two to three to four shots off. So what I'm thinking here is they don't know, they haven't adapted it, it's one shot. That's all you need before the Borg adapts, and then you're, you're, the shields are up and no chance. Would that, does that sound about right, Gray, to you? Yeah, I think so, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, so uh, one shot, that's it. They're adapting. Um, there could have been another reason too. What's that? Possibly. What do you think? Uh, well, again, if the now I'm going to nitpick a little bit, but think about this. We're allowed to. If, since the Borg is a hive mind, yeah, right, which means that essentially all Borg minds talk to each other over spans of great distances. Right? Yeah, they do. Okay, so the Borg already know about the Federation, right? Hence so the shot first again. shot that the phaser took that took one down should never have happened. Hmm. Never ever should have happened because the Borg already knows the Federation, already knows the phaser technology, and it shouldn't have hit, they shouldn't have even taken one Borg down. So that was that was that was writing that I'm not saying it's yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. but they should have been they should have looked that one up. That one's that to me is a mistake. And when I saw the first Borg go down, I thought to myself, why? Why would they go down? The Borg's already familiar with the Federation. There is no reason for the Borg to go down. Period. I. But. Yeah. We'll let, we'll let them off with the one shot, I think, for storytelling yeah. purposes, yeah. And it's kind of, it's acceptable. Any more than that wouldn't have made sense. Right. Um, but let's say Janeway and her crew, and back in the day, they'd get a few shots off, so would... So it's Picard and his crew because they knew how to handle them to an extent, but you can't yeah. ultimately they, they 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 will adapt sooner rather later. Yeah. It's their shtick, it's their thing. Um, so yeah, um, they have to go old school, wharf style, as I've noted here. Gwen literally gets the weapon thing that she's got. It all kind of morphs into some kind of similar-ish looking backlit type weapon, and she goes all Klingon on her arses. Um, which is brilliant. I just thought of Worf right away. I wonder how Worf and Gwen would get on. Probably pretty well. Um, she's literally hacking them up, slicing them up, um, but she can't take on all of them, uh, and she kind of struggles. Um, the Borg then, unfortunately, capture Jankum Pong and, and, and Dal. Um, 
But this is purely because Gwen can, so she can get away because a platform kind of gives way a little bit and she's struggling. Dal saves the day, releases the platform so she can get away, but it's at the expense of Janko Pog and Dal getting captured. That didn't make a hell of a lot of sense to me, but I mean, Gwen's probably the best person to save them. Um, you noticed here, you, you, you mentioned here, Gray, and I have to agree with you, but I think I know the answer why. You didn't like the fact that they kept answer, uh, firing their phasers, even though they, they saw that it didn't work. Yeah, you weren't a fan of that. But I think I know why. It's because they're kids and they don't know. They're a bit scared. I, and they're just... say that. I was As soon as you thought of it, I started thinking of it. They're kids and they just like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. but you know what? For being kids, though, um, oh, what's the name of the big, the big, uh, oh, Rock. Rock. Right? R-O-K. Rock, yeah. yeah. She pretty much realized it right away because she goes over there and Barging them off. Right, <laughs> right over the side. She, she plays American football, clearly, or like ice hockey or something, <laughs> great, because she just goes, doink, two or three of them off the edge. <laughs> and this is what I was saying before, that you, you see a little bit of this, this series, but she's freaking strong. Yeah. And I think she, I think she's a lot stronger than even what you've been seeing yeah. so far. She could have easily thrown all the boards off all by herself, you know, and stuff. But she's not... She's learning to be more. She's, young, she's a youngster. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But she was just like, that was great. I was love to see it. Just bam, just knocked one or two of them right over the edge. Like, it, it was literally like an ice hockey check. If you ever played ice hockey yeah. or watched them, they just go check, boom, smash into the I've side. I've been close enough to the glass to feel them when they hit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Boom, like, they felt nothing but from the infinite fall from the board cube. Uh, so, yeah, we, we liked that. Um, but unfortunately, your man Jan Kampog and Dow do get captured and as we know on a Borg cube when you get captured they don't get assimilated immediately because the Borg ideally like to take you back to the assimilation chamber and do it all in the one go, the injection, the, 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 the half arm, the fake eye, they only inject you on the spot if they really have to, usually on your ship or whatever so they're taking them away and for storytelling purposes I'm glad because there's a bit of a chance for the heroes to save the day. Um, so yeah, we go back to uh, Zero, um, and he's actually struggling to get the Borg's help. Surprise, surprise! Uh, the um, they literally try to capture his uh, his essence, his real form, which I found hilarious. Like they try to simulate bloody anything. Sometimes the Borg are dumbass, man. You're trying to simulate uh, essence in a vinculum, but hey, you got to give them ten out of ten for trying. Um, the we then go to um it's because going to and fro a little bit this this scene we then go back to Gwen she's um she's doing a trick Gray that we've saw many times before in Star Trek they picked up on this a bit quickly but I think this is because Hollow Jane again sharing the wisdom she manages to transit through a bunch of Borg uh, drones um because she's about to get a weapon and start doing her pow pow thing. But Hollow Jamie's like, listen, chill. If you're not a threat, remember, if you're not a threat, you can go past them. And she right. does. She literally weaves in and out them until she gets to the end. One Borg drone looks back and goes, hmm. And she's yeah. shitting herself the whole time, but she makes it out one piece, which is the most important thing. Um, the, the other thing about the about that scene is it, it it's okay for dramatic reasons, but again, the Borg would not do that. They would just keep on walking. Would they not? Because of the no. previous things that they encountered and the fact that it started not, scanning not the ship. Unless she, like, let's say, let's say she slipped a little, and kind of just like, you know, like this, or something. Okay, now she slipped a little bit, so they're gonna kind of like, oh, was that aggressive? You know, they could look back at that, but she didn't do anything. So again, I'm nitpicking, but the Borg really shouldn't have done anything or looked back, unless yeah. she took a little bit of a defensive posture then they would have like eh. all i can think was uh all i can think of is because at this stage the the uh borg cube had already scanned the protostar um so maybe they were slightly on edge but you're kind of right if you go on a theory of they shouldn't bother you in, unless right. um a threat what she wasn't then yeah but because they, to be honest with you when i saw that happen i thought that was leading to something else that was going to yeah. happen so I saw him turn around. I'm going like, now why would he turn around? Not the rest. I'm going like, well, maybe that's something weird that's going to happen later. But it never did. 
No, you know? no. Um, it, it could have went another way, to be fair, but it didn't. The other thing I liked, and I mentioned in, the, in my notes, is that I again the music comes in perfectly when oh, she's walking through music. the board. This music is really intense, uh, uh, nervous kind of music, which is what you should have. An eerie kind of nervousness, and it really was great. But she's just walking through there, and the music's just making it like, holy shit, oh my god. Yeah, the score makes it, at least half an episode. It really was very, very good. I, again, I'll have to make a note of who the heck these people, you know, the people are, but they, they do a really good job with well, everything in the whole series like that. It has to be like that, Gray. I mean, it just wouldn't work with a Benny Hill theme tune, would it? It just wouldn't get the no. same ambiance, would it, really? <laughs> I could just see that with all the board walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see that that if that had been if the Borg had been on Lord Dex, yeah. that probably would have happened. I, and yeah, I'm not yeah. joking. I'm serious. I know. <laughs> um, you can never go. You can never have the Borg go near Lower Dex. No, 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 no. They just they just ripped the piss out of them, poor Borg. You'd feel sorry about the Borg by, for the Borg by the end, by the end of that episode. Um, actually, yeah. actually, what would be funnier is you'd have Boimler trying to do trying to talk to the Borg. And the Borg will just go, we don't even want to assimilate you. No, nah, we're not get serving at, you, mate. No chance. No. You're not worth it. Go away. Um, so, yeah, going from a going from a, a funny positive point to a slightly more, more negative point, um, uh, our hero, our, our famous Medusan Zero comes back. Looks like he's been assimilated, though, Gray. Didn't last long. Yeah, God damn it. He's got the green going on. Oh, the green. Yeah, yeah. I had to be. I mean, how the fact can you assimilate an essence? I don't know. But 10 out of 10 for the Borg. For keep, they keep trying. They're triers. You can't deny it. Um, I mean, that's what they do. There's, they're a one track hive mind, and this is what they do. Exactly. Like, and, and to be fair, they must have assimilated a Medusa before, man. They must have. Surely to Not God. necessarily. I mean, if you think about it, there's, again, there's thousands and millions and trillions of worlds out there. True. I mean, you're not going to get everything. They know who they are, though. Remember, they don't go, remember, the Borg don't don't go out and seek these things. That They're not really explorers. They just kind of wander around, and as they bump into people, they assimilate them. So they're not really going like, I think we should go to the Medusans. They don't think like that. Yeah. If they're if the Medusan planet is in the way of their travels and they think, I don't know, whatever, then they absorb them. They'll try to do, it. but they, that's not how they work. Though they just float around until something gets a little aggressive. Float around. Well, well <laughs> the, seriously, the, you try to say you try to say, Gray, the Borg are floaters. Yeah, <laughs> but the point the point is is that they're just they're moving in a, in a, in certain patterns. Yeah. But yeah. they don't really start assimilating until you get aggressive with them. Why would that? Because everybody gets aggressive with the board. Well, because they don't know what the hell it is. What if they, what if they assimilate a species, and they they looking at their their data banks, and they go, "Ooh, they look good. They can increase us tenfold." I think they may go after them then, Gray. Doesn't happen often, though. To be fair. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. They they've never been known to be that kind of aggressive. No, they were. Not. I mean, if they were to turn like super passive aggressive, aggressive. then you'd really have a problem. There'd be be so many of them. True, true, true. It's a good point. It's a good point. And this is why we we like uh, diversion because we waffle a little bit and it takes us an all interesting. Borg 101. Join us. Borg Borg. 101. I do love the Borg. That they're bloody. We should start another channel called the Borg Way. (laughs) Don't get me. Don't tempt me, Gray. We'll come on with the green thing over our eye or whatever. Well, to be fair, Gray, you are named partly a little bit uh, from our gaming side of things as Gray Master. There was yeah. uh, a show. A short time, yeah. There was yes. a show back in the UK back in the day um, that yeah. had uh, an old, I can't remember, professor type guy. He came on, big floating head. He had one eye patch over here that essentially could be you, Gray. Assimilate, assimilation on the cars. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get no, back on track. Game. We we have to try. We have to get back on board. Come on, come on, let's do it. Yeah, back on board. Um, okay. So Zero comes back. Looks like he's been assimilated. In fact, he has been assimilated at least initially at this stage. But Gwen does the sweet talking, the the thing that works so often in storytelling, uh, which wouldn't work, I think, for a human being or a bipedal species. Right. But magicians are different. Um, talks to Zero. Uh, just basically reminds Zero what he's fighting for and what's important to him. And it slowly but surely 
starts breaking a simulation uh, simulation profile because at the start it's not especially with an essence like that it's not an immediate thing it takes a little bit of time to take over the mind it's the mind is the last thing to usually go in a simulation so magicians can fight that it's a lot better than, than other yeah. words and, and it's another another which is fine it's another uh, uh storytelling mechanic trope and that is that love conquers all well, yeah, they, true. I mean, they use it more than once, and she said that your she said to or uh, Gwen said to uh, Zero as she's trying to talk her out of this what whole thing of hurting and hurting the crew. It says you the reason why you you did what you did with me is because it wasn't out of the fact that you wanted to harm me; it was out of love. And yeah. as soon as she said that, all of a sudden Zero starts going, meh, 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 you know, coming back, coming back, coming to, back to her real thing. Um, but during during this attempt simulation from um, zero to to Jankum Pog and Dal, we get another fun, funny moment from Jankum. Like, cause it starts at one point. She looks like she's uh, he's coming back, and then no, no, he says no. I'm actually going to simulate now. Simulate you now. I'm not going to kill you. And the little kind of cause the hands change into like the whole killing thing device and Jank and Pog still saying the whole time like no haircut zero no haircut Jank and Pog not want a haircut thank you because he thinks he's going to get the hair, the hair shaved off a lot more a lot worse is going to happen to you pal believe you me um, but Gwen saves the day before that happens so you know little little another funny scene from Jank and Pog which I like um, and there is we're kind of getting towards the kind of end of the episode there um Zero manages to finally break free thanks to the love and the real collector and the blah blah, the lovey dovey crap. And yeah, it's, 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 stuff. it's necessary well. for the storytelling plot. We get this, um, but it's, but it's good. Many times they see it, it's still good as long family as it's done properly. Good. Yeah, um, one thing great, you, you maybe can pick up this point for me here. So, my take on this, and I may have been wrong, was um, uh, Zero shows his real self. Which obviously, you know, I thought killed the Borg, but maybe like you, you, you notice here that it deactivates them, makes them go dormant temporarily. Oh, because it's because Zormit act. Uh, that's a good one. Zero <laughs> actually said it in the show. She she tells the crew that I've made them dormant. It's not going to last long. So that's why I picked. So up why on doesn't that, that kill them? Time. They're still made from. You know, living on. I don't think I don't think she she had the power to really kill them. She only had the power to, to do something temporary. She is is as strong as she was in this situation. She can't take on a whole cube. But she it's doesn't. Possible. She doesn't kill anyone that, that sees her. It makes them go nuts, which can lead to death. But right. that well, what would that what would that do to a Borg? You, you would think that she never, We don't know because she wasn't going to reveal herself and risk hurting everyone else. So she, one minute, she, she didn't reveal herself? She just, what, a burst of energy or no, something? No, no, no. What happened was when she she had connected to the hive mind for better or for worse at the time, when she was bro- broken free of this or she broke herself free of this, she was still connected to the hive mind. So what she did is she just mm. sent out like a, uh, like an order to, to the hive, to the, to the cube. That was it. To everybody, and said, look, you know, go to sleep. But she knew that that wasn't going to last. That's all she could manage to yeah. do, and they got to get the hell off the ship before they really do wake up. And uh, yeah. so she sent them all dormant for a short time, and they all they all hightail it to the ship. Yeah, so that's I, what that was about. I kind of wish she had shown her. Uh, he had shown his true self because. Oh, I would like to. See I would have been too. curious. What happened? Yeah, what happened? Did they go nuts, or maybe not because they're so? I personally, what I would have liked to see, like you say, if she had revealed herself, you know, not. Not in front of her crew, so they don't go nuts. But if she said, did reveal herself, and I would love to see the board just like fry, and then all of a sudden it starts going through every single mine in, in the cube, right? And then they run to the ship because the freaking cube's gonna blow up mm-hmm. yeah. because of what she did. That would have been cool. I would much rather have seen that. Then you see them jet away, and the cube just goes non sequitur. So, so what we're going. We're going with Zero as a she then. I'm, I keep trying to fight myself. I'm I know, maybe, I know. maybe we should. I can't help Ma- it because the voice is like that. we got to find out whether he's right or not. No, Jankenbog definitely says he, but I mean, maybe right, well. she sounds like a she, so I'd maybe just give in and bloody say she. Again, again, to us, it doesn't really matter. We're only doing it because yeah, of the way Apologies the for people that are offended by such a thing. Um, right, we're just, we're, we're trained to, 
when you hear that voice, you're thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and um, you don't really think about it. So we just do that, as, as, you know, almost like, like I said before, second nature. Hear a cat, automatically think a cat has got to be female, or a dog has got to be a male. It's not. No, not that's you, Gray, thinking a cat automatically is female. I don't. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I'm just saying. People I don't know, really think I know, I know. own a cat or whatever. <laughs> we think about like. Um, but anyhow, right, so we're kind of getting to the wrap-up stage. Um, the crew do manage to escape, thankfully. No warping away or proto-star jumping or whatever the hell it's bloody called. They just disappear. Um, Hollow Janeway, on the scene, mentions a little funny line, which makes a lot of sense. She says, I've had enough Borg for two lifetimes. <laughs> makes total life. She is literally the expert in the Borg at this stage. She generally is. Like She, she wrote the book on them. Um it turns out, Gray, uh, as we're wrapping up here, that the weapon, the construct weapon, as I've now known it to be called, um, conveniently, for storytelling purposes, of course, cannot be removed or destroyed according to the Borg. So the Borg have managed to give this information to Zero in the time that we haven't seen them. Very convenient. Uh, they were never going to help Zero anyway, but they divulged this. And of course, for storytelling purposes, it can't be removed. They'll have to find another way around it. Which is fine because you know, it would have been a bit well, of a crap this story is otherwise. Truly future tech, and we don't know how far in the future this future tech is. Yeah. Then I guess we it's something we can accept. Yeah. You know, for now. For for now, exactly. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you think about it, it also gives the reason for the series to exist, because now they're going to go and help everybody except Starfleet until they can figure out what's going on. So it doesn't stop them from their mission. They still want to go out and do good things. They will, but that gives them the reason. Yeah, the as we get to, as we get to, right. to. I. So get... I would I would assume someday. I don't know. Let's just say the series runs three or four years or whatever. That the last episode would be they figure it out and they can get to Starfleet finally. I've got one better you know? for you. I generally think they will make contact and defeat the vi- the virus by the end of the season so they can move on to a different story. Because they're spinning it out too long then, Gray, I, I think. If you, if you think about it, though, it's kind of... And I don't know if they did this on purpose, but it's very much of, of what Voyager did because Voyager was it was an accidental thrown into the into the Delta Quadrant and, and yeah. far away. And they that set the premise up for their whole story to, get, to eventually get back home. But the but on their way back home, they did what? They did good things. Jamie's not going to chase them for bloody three, four, five seasons. No, no, no she's, she's not. But the, what I'm saying is, is that the story is similar-ish in some ways. Yeah, to what yeah, they're yeah, doing yeah, yeah, Prodigy. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason why they can't go to. In other words, uh, Voyager couldn't get back to Starfleet right away because they knew how far away they were, and it would take time. In this instance, they can't get to Starfleet even though they're right there, which is almost the same thing. Yeah. So they true. have they have to wait. How so, long do they have to I, wait? Nobody knows. And they'll have to probably try and evade Janeway for a while, even though they don't want to real Janeway because of yeah. what would happen. So it's it's a bloody really good story mechanic. Well, I, it, it, I think so too because we don't know the whole wrinkle with the father, the diviner. So. Oh he, yeah. Remember yeah, when now that yeah, he's awake, he could t- he could sit there and, and and give them a load of BS. So and then Janeway is going to believe him. Well. We'll, we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that actual point right now, Gray, because I do note this down for the last the last point, the last wrapping up the the, the episode that they realise the obviously the crew you can't go near Starfleet until the weapons removed removed, but it won't be anytime soon. So they hear a distress signal uh, on on board, and someone's needing help. So they do the best thing they can is go and help them. They can't go to Starfleet anytime soon, so they'll at least do a Starfleet type thing. They'll go and help these guys out in distress until they can get rid of this weapon. Um, but then, for the last part of the scene, we have real Janeway arrive at the destroyed relay station um, just as the scene finishes with the Diviner actually waking up. And I'm thinking, oh shit. Wonder what's going to happen there, Gray. I wonder if he's just going to go ham and wreck everyone or probably play the smart game and play along with them for a while because that's how you inflict the most damage by pretending you're part of the team. Essentially, he's on the inside now and he's going to want to make sure 
that they continued to pursue the protostar because it's going to wreck the federation he needs that so he's right so it'll be interesting how they handle the writing it has to it has to be done well uh but he's going to throw the whole monkey wrench into everything and really it's going to be interesting see what he says and I can't remember the actor's name again. Do you remember it from the last time we spoke, Ray? I just we remember him from other programs like The Fringe, etc. Uh, and we bloody love him. He's he's great, and I'm glad he's about for another season because it'd be a waste of a character if we'd only solved for some of the first part of the season. To be fair, so um, we're really glad he's back. We're we're excited about the rest of this season. I think it's another ten episodes at the end, so we get another what eight to go. Um, Gray gives it an 8.5 out of 10. I give it an 8 out of 10. Um, one of the few times that I'll give it a grade slightly less than Gray, but just because it takes a lot to get 9 or 10 out for, for me. But yeah, I love it. Um, you're a big fan of it, Gray. Roll into the next episode. Hopefully, it just keeps going from strength to strength. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So. Awesome. Right. Okay. We're, we're pretty much there, guys. Um, again, apologies if the audio wasn't quite the same it'll be back to normal next week and apologies if you see any mouse cursor movements we don't really edit much really on the trek way we're uh we're uh you could say lazy i'd like to we're think very, uh, natural and organic we don't want to edit things you know just... we're a free flow of consciousness man we just yeah. <laughs> go with it um but yes yeah, it's, it's a one-off i'm literally doing it in a hotel room just because i generally want to get the review out because we love what we do and we love talking talking star trek and if you love talking Star Trek, then please comment below because we like to hear ideas that you want from us, what we want to do, what we can improve on, what we suck at, and what you want to hear. Let us know. And as Grace says, always thumbs up because it helps us out and a cheeky little subscription shows us that you would like to see more in the future. Um, call to arms as usual. Uh, we're on the Trekway uh, on Twitter. Um, Grey does a podcast once a month along with specials on YouTube and audio platforms called Grey's Green Room and that's the same Twitter handle as well we'll be doing an episode of that um, a week tomorrow Grey so I'm looking forward to that um, that will be proper normal quality for myself again um, and last but not least we've got extremepcuk.co.uk that's where we came from that's the gaming side of things and we do a gaming pod most Thursdays on that one as well. So feel free to go to the website for the Discord link. But I think that's us for now. Great. We'll be back again next week for the next episode. But until then, um, do your thing, Gray. Thank you very much, people. And please take it easy. See you later. Bye-bye.